Welcome to the ECT podcast series, engaging with the researchers working on the long-term field experiments in ECT's national network. A very good afternoon to you all. I'm here at the Hillsborough Long-Term Ecological Field Experiment at the Agri-Food and Biosciences Institute in Northern Ireland uh, with Dr. Dario Fornara, who is the Principal Scientific Officer here at the AFBI and who looks after this long-term field experiment uh, here in Hillsborough. A very good afternoon to you, Dario. Hi, Ben. Thank you very much for coming along and visiting our experiment. It was very nice. Thank you. You're very welcome. And we have great weather today, actually, which is a bonus. Okay, can you tell me a little bit more about the history and background to this remarkable Hillsborough experiment here? So this long-term grassland experiment was conceived in the 1960s when more, let's say, intensive animal production systems were introduced to Northern Ireland in which livestock were wintered in housing with slatted floors and liquid manures were actually produced instead of solid manures. So with the accumulation and storage of these liquid manures, then there was an increasing necessity to spread these um, liquid manures into the field. And then it created um, concern about possible negative effects of these organic amendments to soil. And then in 1969, a site was actually identified at Hillsborough where ploughing and reseeding of ryegrass sward was done and actually the experiment per se started um, only in February 1970. So without going too much into detail, um, there are eight different nutrient treatments including a control with uh, basically no nutrients added, an inorganic nutrient treatment including um, agronomic rates of NPK and then three different levels of pig slurry applications and three different levels of cattle slurry. So there are basically six replicates of each treatment giving 48 plots. Each plot is about 30 square meters and organized in a randomized block design. The grassland is also managed intensively with three nutrient applications and three silage cats every year. So basically since 1970 every year soil and plant samples have been collected and analyzed and a range of parameters being measured from soil pH to um, soil magnesium, potassium, but also 11 different elements in plant biomass. We've been measuring grass yields, and then more recently we've been looking at soil carbon sequestration and measuring soil CO2 flux from these plots. At the moment, the experiment is the only long-term grassland experiment worldwide being 51 year old on liquid and manure applications. It remains an extremely valuable resource for ecology, biogeochemistry and actually climate change research. 
Excellent. And so at 51 years, that makes these 48 plots behind us here very special indeed. When you consider that the original timescale for the experiment as designed was 10 years? Yeah, initially. I think this experiment is a very good example of how long-term experiments become more valuable through time beyond the original uh, goal and reason for establishing. In 1970, the implication of grassland management for soil carbon sequestration it wasn't even contemplated. But it is now, and having archived soil samples from this experiment that can be analyzed for total carbon content, it is really important. Well, I can tell you a few impacts that this experiment has been having over the last few years, just to give you an example. In relation to carbon sequestration, we've been finding that the accumulation of carbon in top soils in this experiment has been continuing over the last 50 years. So basically, these soils have not yet reached carbon saturation. We've been finding also that cattle slurry can actually lead to more carbon accumulation in soils compared to NPK or pig slurry applications. Another important finding is in relation to phosphorus, which is actually quite an important nutrient with many implications because of becoming more difficult to mine, more rare. So we've been finding that maintaining low to moderate rates of phosphorus application, it does allow arboscular mycorrhizal fungi to persist in these plots and they actually help improving phosphorus use efficiency by these plants, which then reduce the risk of phosphorus leaching away from the plots and actually maybe contaminating water bodies. So altogether, this experiment has potential impacts on the ecology, on the policy, and also on, on society. That's great. And are you open to further collaborations with external organisations to promote that excellent work and impact from these plots? Yeah, I think so. I mean, there is certainly high potential to use this experiment as a key research platform to be included in future research collaborations across the UK the EU, but also across research groups worldwide. The experiment has already shown its impact also in terms of scientific publications over the last 30 years, and data generated by this experiment have promoted collaborations with worldwide institutions, including the Food and Agriculture Organization in Rome and the Global Research Alliance as well. So yeah, definitely. And what's the future direction for your research over the next few years here at Hillsborough on these plots? I think the main vision for this long-term experiment is to make it a multifunctional research platform which will continue as long as possible delivering science that informs policy on, uh, let's say, known and unknown future issues. As I said, 50 years ago, carbon sequestration wasn't an issue on the political agenda, but it is now very much. I think this experiment has to have an impact, so it has to have a scientific, policy, societal impact. It has to provide science-based evidence to the Department of Agriculture, for example, 
on aspects associated with sustainable intensification, including the effects of grassland management on carbon sequestration or on the storage or cycling of key nutrients such as phosphorus and nitrogen. So I think what we did to make this experiment even more valuable, two years ago we applied an extra treatment which consisted in soil tillage and reseeding with multi-species warts. So by monitoring changes in soil properties, for instance comparing the multi-species wart plots with the ryegrass monoculture, we can get insight into like potential implications of increasing biodiversity while managing these grasslands intensively because they still need to produce biomass because of the livestock-based industry which requires plant biomass to feed the animals. And briefly just to add on to that, on, on our left here Dario we've got this array of Lycor analyzers for CO2 work. Do you want to just expand on how you're using those on these plots? Yeah, so that's part of let's say climate change related variables that we've been measuring because we want to know not only how much carbon has been sequestered in this plot but also how much carbon could be lost through microbial respiration. So we have 16 chambers on this part of the experiment looking at how the different treatments and the different ward composition might affect CO2 flux, which again will tell us more about the carbon balance of these plots. Right, thank you Dario, that's, that's wonderful. Well, final question from me is to ask for a summary of your take on the value, more generally speaking, not just of Hillsborough, but other long-term ecological field experiments. That's a good question. <laughs> well, I think long-term experiments are actually crucial for improving our understanding of the underlying ecological mechanisms and processes that control ecosystem functioning. This is key to provide science-based evidence to support policy making, especially in relation to actions that aim to conserve biodiversity, but also allow the delivery of key ecosystem services. When I think about this experiment established in 1970, I think that if we had had more experiments like this one across the UK, we would have been able now to have a better idea on carbon sequestration rates under different management practices which could help understand how much of greenhouse gas emissions could be offset for example by carbon sequestration which in turn could probably allow the implementation of a carbon trading scheme and then reward farmers or land owners to, to store more carbon. So it, it is about knowledge, it is about data, the information, and having long-term experiments is actually crucial. So yeah, they are very important. Well said, that's a very good note on, on which to leave the interview. Thank you very much for hosting me here on a lovely, warm, sunny day in May. Thank you, thank you very much, Ben, you're welcome.